So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Record. I'm so glad you hit record then and not 10 seconds ago. Um, right. <laughs> We're here while everyone else is putting their feet up over the summer. We are here with you for another dose of rugby chatter and we'll be talking about Super Rugby semi-finals and previewing the final. We'll be talking about the stash that is being unveiled. We'll be talking about the Olympic sevens and picking another sevens team based on, um, well, this time it's scrum halves, isn't it? It is. It uh, is. And much, much more. So let's get on with this. The Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Hands in, pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. pod. Right, let's get into this then. This is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, which is me, Tim, which is JB. Hello, Tim. Which is Phil. Hi, Tim. Three mates who love the game of rugby, but don't take it or the game, or ourselves, I should say, too seriously. Um, we are powered by the finest razor that is available to shave your face with. And we can't speak highly enough about Cornerstone and the work they do and the razor they have on the market. Voted number one, uh, better than Gillette, better than Wilkinson Sword at the GQ Awards. And for just £4, you could get your own engraved shaft. Well, you get the engraved shaft for free with an order, uh, which you could get for as little as just £4 because you get a £10 discount with us. Um, and uh, you won't be disappointed, will they, boys? I mean, you are, you're looking freshly cornerstoned right now, Phil. I am. Thank you're you, very Tim. nice, though, Phil. Are you going to cornerstone on your wedding day? Uh, I, I quite like a bit of trendy stubble. Um, but your cornerstone maybe like. th- your cornerstone two days before your wedding day. Yeah, a cornerstone. Uh, yeah, thirty six hours before to give me the perfect stubble length. No, oh. although with cornerstone I'd probably only have like barely visible five o'clock shadow thirty six hours later. Exactly right, because it's so sharp. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, right, so there you go. Just four quid and you can get on board. Um, cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg ten at checkout right we've had some brilliant iTunes reviews and thank you for this uh, this one from Alex Babbler says uh, the egg chasers podcast as awesome as a Haskell Farrell bromance T um, oh. <laughs> Fran props a lot says um, and th- it's five stars and the-, the headline for the review is that Tinder girl says, <laughs> uh, listen to last week's podcast if you don't understand, he says, it's not often you're approached by a blonde stunner on Tinder, let alone when you're a, when you're a, you're a prop down on his luck. But after a particularly rough outing, I was approached by the delightful Jada Beardmore, <laughs> who, sh- who is sharing my love, of, uh, shares my love of rugby and put me onto the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast. With luck, soon I'll be sharing my shaft with Jada if I can last a full 80 minutes. Hey. High-end cast, and I'm delighted to say I'm now 
uh, out and proud as a member of the LTBP community. That's right. And we're growing all the time. Yeah. We're going to have our own street in uh, Manchester soon. <laughs> uh, let the boys play community that is what we all are collectively and uh, again, thanks again to Complete Toffee who I feel like we should be paying for his uh, photoshop work <laughs> just keep an eye on our Twitter account at Rugby Podcast and you'll see some outstanding uh, photoshopping is that how he does I don't know how he does it magic I guess magic yeah. it is it is uh, so yeah so thank you very much. Leave your review on iTunes. That's that's, that's all we ask. Uh, where where shall we start? Then we've got so much to talk about. There's loads of signings have kicked into gear. Um, the, the kits are being released all the time. Super Rugby. Well, we should start there, shouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. Semi finals. Your man, your man Van Rensburg. <laughs> He's a hell of a player, isn't he? <laughs> He's some player. Yeah. I mean, but, actually, he wasn't that prevalent. In this game, he was good, except he, for that what that try where his quad strength. Oh my nine, god, his quads are so try. good. Yeah, he's quite impressive, isn't he? Uh, Elton Yanchis is very impressive. Crombrick is very impressive. The inside yeah. sense. I like I like Faf as well for, for all the stick. Yeah, yeah Faf played well. I really like I mean, look, him. they all played well. I mean, they're just a really good complete team. Jack O'Creel, Jack O'Creel was oh, absolutely yeah. sensational. Was that the six? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. he's an open side, but yeah, good. Scored, yeah. Oh yeah, of course Sco- he is. Yeah, scored scored a try. Um, Try saving the try saving tackle, tackle was on unbelievable. Fathers. Yeah, because um, Forges is meant to be the fastest player in Super Rugby. He's fast. fast. Yeah, everyone says like either faster than New Zealand or fast. You know, he's very quick. Is the point yes. he's to make? He's an outside centre being kind of chased out or try saving tackle from a. So back oh, sorry. Row. So let me let me back up a minute. So we have a Super Rugby final, which is going to be in Wellington, and it's going to be contested between Phil's beloved Canes. My Canes. And the Lions. And my beloved Lions, no. Yes, it is. It's almost like man-on-man, this game. It's, um, I mean, I, you know, I've only seen the Lions for three games, but <laughs> an enormous amount <laughs> of respect for how they play. They blend that South African dominance at set-piece. No, the traditional South African dominance at set-piece, because let's face it, they've yeah. not been their old selves of late. Yeah. They do that, and yet they seem to build in almost a New Zealand style of offloading play. And... If you look at all the New Zealand teams, they're sort of similar. Like, you know what you get. Mm. It's offloading around the tackle area. It's very continuous, uh, high skills, blah, 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 blah. But actually, it's all very very samey. The Lions, I think, have got the antidote to New Zealand's, dom- to New Zealand's dominance. And hopefully, South Africa are going to pick up on that and spank them in not only the Super Rugby final, but also the Rugby Championship. Mm. Oh, I think that's a big ask. That well, well big why ask. not? I mean, they, they know what to do. They've got the players. One observation about both these semi-finals, we can talk about both of them, was that the average age of both, or of all four sides, really, but I was particularly watching the New Zealand one, the the um, Highlanders against... Uh, the Canes uh, Chiefs. Uh, Canes Chiefs, sorry. Um, and... There was only, I think, in the Canes team starting lineup, there was only two players over the age of thirty, and there was only like five players over the age of twenty-five. It Is that was, right? It's unreal. Like, especially to have a packs forward mm. packs full of young guys in their early twenties. It's it's pretty frightening. And Ardi Surveyor, oh my god. Yeah, Ardi Surveyor is class, isn't he? Do you think that Super Rugby operates the same principle as, say, the British Forestry Commission? Which is get rid of all of your older dead trees, early doors, and <laughs> yeah. let all the little saplings grow quickly. Well, yeah, I, I, well, much the way you used to talk about the Pro 12, and you probably still do, where you, you say it's quite good that all the players yeah. go, go across to France because it helps the young players come through. There's Absolutely. an element of that. They're sort of like, go, yeah, go on, have, have a couple of years in France, and um, Toulon, Bougelad can pay 
can babysit our talent that we know what we've got, and meanwhile we can use our money to bring through the next next breed. Yeah, Comrade Smith's a great example, a wonderful player, one of the best centres of a generation. Yeah. Yeah, what would be the cost of keeping him in New Zealand? Well, a lot of money to start with. Yeah. And also, what about the cost of bringing the new players through? This is exactly how the Pro 12 should operate, which is embrace getting rid of the good players and bring in more good players. The Pro- is- problem being that we, what, what we talked about last week with the television rights and stuff is that it will just make the Pro 12 a, a depreciating asset, if you like, um, well, it where, where it will it, get less and less valuable. If they play rugby like the Canes and the Lions do, I'd watch that. Well, <laughs> but that, that Canes, that, that, you know, Canes, those semi-finals were watched by literally... Tens, Tens of people. Of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is a shame how little traction Super Rugby seems to get this year. Keynes did at least have a 60% full stadium, I well, would say. You know, obviously, it's some of the best rugby in the world, but if you've got yeah. five teams in a country the size of the Isle of Man, you're going to struggle <laughs> to fill up stadiums. And I think that's, yeah. that's basically what's happened. And as for South Africa, the country's a mess and is getting worse by the day. I've got to say... Uh, Stars of the weekend for me. You mentioned Elton Yanchis, but the other ten that's going to be opposite in Bowden Barrett. Yeah. Oh my word! Well, they they were it was two man in the match performances from the tens. Yeah. Uh, both both scored tries. Bowden Barrett scored fifteen points. Yanchis scored twenty two points, and both both looked absolutely class all round as well. And they're it's important because they're not only a threat with ball in hand. They've got a good distribution mm. game. But they also keep people on the toes because of their kicking game. Like the Yanti's cross-field kick for the try yeah. and the, the Bowden-Barrett uh, little chip over the top for the first try. Well, to for himself. The Halahola. Yeah, to himself, which he yeah. collected. Rounds Damien McKenzie. Yeah. Uh, Sam and McNichol then an amazing offload off the deck in the tackle as he's yeah. hitting the deck. To, well, Hala, to Halaholo. Oh. Do you know where he's Halaholo? He's so good. Do you know where he's set to, the, to go next season? No idea. Cardiff Blues. What? Wow. And he's based on these performances. He's you'd be, be in the, you'd in the be saying, "Well, who yeah. is the Hurricanes he'd be kid going to London Irish?" Kane, someone Marshall. Oh, uh, the fullback. Is that who it is? Yeah. So he's signed. Is he going, to, Irish is he going to London Irish? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Apparently, oh. Canes have tried to buy him back, and London Irish go, "No, nah, we'll keep him for the championship." Thanks. Well, Halaholo, you'd be saying, like, if you stay in New Zealand, you've got a shot at potentially pushing yeah. for the um, for the All Black squad. Yeah, it's. Um, Hound, is the book on Barrett basically that he's an excellent player but he can't kick? Uh, or is that his kicking's less consistent? I, I, I well, think he's been used for three, four years by the All Blacks as kind of an impact player. Yeah, and he makes hell of an impact. He is he's, a hell of an impact. He's crushed player. Wales on his own twice. But he's got to now be really considered as the first choice ten. Oh, I he, think was playing, so. yeah. he was playing opposite his competition, which Completely. is the, the incumbent Cruden. And Cruden, importantly, hasn't really been kicking all season because Damian McKenzie, who's been, who is kind of a ten, but has been playing fullback, young, very young, prodigiously talented player, has been kicking sticks all season. Well, I had a little think about this, and for all the talk about great flowing passing rugby with skills and all the rest of it, the Lions game that felt to me like a beatdown against the it, Highlanders. Do we agree? Do, on it that? was domination. Yeah, it, it was, was domination. Well. But there was still loads of offloading, loads of running from inside your own 22. But do you want to know something quite interesting? Mm. It was five tries to four. But two of those tries were scored in the last five minutes by, from, by the, by by the Highlanders. But yes. I sub- it was 42-16. Well, the point I'm trying to make is ago. those missed kicks made the scoreline look a lot bigger than it actually was. Right. Because I think Yanchi's got almost all of his kicks, whereas um, Sapuanga 
or however you say his name, if that's okay. Yeah, no, you did well. got two out of four conversions. And he's got four Halsey out of five. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in terms of kicking, the Chiefs, Damian McKenzie, I like, when he, you know, like Owen the, Farrell does his scan. Oh, uh, the Joker. He's got. <laughs> yeah, a, when Damian McKenzie yeah. looks up at the post, he does that really menacing it's grin. Creepy. Really <laughs> creepy. But Bowden Barrett, let's go back to him. Um, I don't think there's a more kind of influential sort of player, particularly in Super Rugby, where, like, much like Dan Carter in his prime, you take him out of a team he's in and the team just drops off a cliff. I think the same same happens with Interesting you say that, Tim, because the Crusaders didn't drop drop off a cliff. In fact, Crusaders got a pretty solid record of yeah, not right. having Dan Carter. All right. No, it, that is true, but they're a lesser team. Yeah. A, they are definitely a lesser a team. Ma- massively drop, drops off more, more than just the, the influence of one player. It like, has a much bigger, greater influence overall. Mm. And I, 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 So I hold him in really high regard. I think he should be the Kiwi um, 10, all black 10. I think so, yeah. And he, uh, he needs to sort out his 80s haircut, though. He looks like someone who's in the... Um, I don't know, it's just sort of all one length. He <laughs> looks quite, like he should be in the Cobra Kai fighting I, Daniel I quite like it. I, I think he's a, he's a bit of a trendsetter. Because there's so many stupid haircuts in all of New Zealand, like whether it be mohawks or you know half haircuts or whatever it is. Not only should you do that... With this all-blacks blazer, I want him to wear shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine hearing Bowden Barrett say this if they win next week. <laughs> um, just in terms of the uh, the talent available to New Zealand at 10, so the incumbent, uh, Cruden, because he's not been kicking sticks all season, isn't in the top point scorers in Super Rugby. Mm-hmm. The top point scorers in order, Bowden Barrett in first, Damien yep. McKenzie in second, yep. Richie Mwunga, Crusaders, mm-hmm. in third, Lima Sapoanga in fourth. So their four tens are the top four highest point scoring, followed only then by Elton Yantes in fifth place. So you've got, well, New Zealand have got effectively five fly halves who are... And what's noticeable about these guys, not only do they kick... Penalties and conversions, they all score tries as well. Mm. Gordon Barrett scored eight tries this season, Damian mm. McKenzie ten tries, Moonga and Sapwanga five and four, respectively. Well, um moving over to sort of talent in the in for the Lions and your man that you were talking about last week. You wanna talk about Van Rensberg? I love his quads. I I'm just a love big, him. big fan of uh, Do you know quads. who I might say this last week? He reminds me of uh, the old Irish centre, Henderson, Henderson, in his prime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big barrel chest, big legs. Low centre of gravity. Runs over people for fun. Yeah. Knocks on a lot. Knocks. <laughs> he does knock on a lot. So that's the, you, that's... Gave, you gave Faf a bit of stick last week. I, 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 love, I, love, uh, that, no, no, I love that kid. It's one of those things. It's like, it's like missing tackles because you've attempted so many of them. It's not really a criticism. It's just saying that he shouldn't knock the ball on so much. And if you're going to be consistent, he needs to have at least one yellow card. For knocking on three balls and ten, <laughs> it was last last week was a bit ridiculous. Yeah, it, was. it was. He just flies out the line, paws uh, at the ball, knocks it down. Yeah, palm d- palm down yeah. as well. <laughs> Quite blatantly. I think um, Corey Jean got yellow carded got for yellow that. Yellow carded the, for that. Like, after Surveyor had just come on for Corey Jane. I wondered. I wondered whether about it was the coaches going. Although if they look at a replay of that, they might yellow yeah. card him. Quick, get him off. Get him off. Oh, did they get him off before they? No, um, no, because well, not officially. Surveyor was like. Stripped and ready, like running jogging, down the touch running line, down the touch to, line to, to come on. And <laughs> ref shows a yellow card to Corey Jane for so this. Corey Jane and Surveyor on. trotted back. Oh, yeah. oh dear. Um, one thing I think is going to really bug us um, potentially, well, m- maybe more so JB and myself, 
is watching the scrums. Um, it was in the Lions match, and they were do- they were dominating the scrum near the try line. Yep, and it was those. T- so the the rule the, that new law that's coming in, where if the ball's at the eight feet and then the scrum collapses, play on, play on. Yep. Which just compl- there's going to be times when a scrum like Leicester Tigers, I think I re- I can see them getting really wound up by this because we talked last week about how much they've invested in their front rows and whatnot. Yeah, and you can just stop, um, you can just stop a pushover try by once the ball yeah, by pulling it down, collapsing. If, the problem with that is if you do pull it down, then it can be still given as a penalty, can't it? Yeah, it is. Re- if if it's a deliberate collapse, if you're if, getting, if it's, if it's yeah, you take your chances pressure. on that, wouldn't you? I think if you're I, going, if back, you were going to get pushed over, you would take your chances on. Oh well, we'll get three points against, or they won't score. Well, I would give a penalty try. Your own line. Personally, yeah. if you're going backwards, I give. I give. Well, no, but fast. that's just what I mean. Before it goes backwards, if the ball gets to eight feet quickly, that's 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 what happened in the Lions match. The the uh, sorry, I keep forgetting which team, the Chiefs, wasn't it? No, Highlanders. The Highlanders just dropped it. Yeah, they did a lot of that. It does need forward, and it drops penalty attacking attacking team. If you're going forward and you drop it, balls at your eight feet, play on. Yeah, if if it's if it's a slip or anything like that, play on. I think it's a good point though because the refs need to be very strict and very consistent. If it's near the try line and a team is cynically dropping it, just give a penalty try. Yeah, Australia used to do this all the time, which was get the balls at eight feet, quick strike, collapse it, and then you can't you can't push it. But I, I think they'll work their way around it. Yeah, it'll, it will be interesting because it could be exploited potentially. Uh, how do you see the f- <clears throat> the final then? We've talked about the ten matchups. We've t- the I th- the um. I think I think the uh, the Lions pack. I, c- I could have a big say on this, but the home the, the home advantage. Uh, I think Lions massive. will win. I think the Lions will win, and it'll be a high scoring game. Uh, the reason I think the Lions will win is going forward, both teams are very potent. But I think defensively, Lions, Lions look very... I don't know. I mean, they do concede points, but they just seem to work very very hard. Yeah. Well, the Hurricanes are yet to concede a try and knock out rugby. And that's a good point. But on the other hand, the Lions have beaten, what, two of the best New Zealand teams who all play similar rugby. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, I don't know. Have, I, think it, I think it'll be close. I think home advantage is key. Like you, you saw the Chiefs who went... Across the pond, over to South Africa, and came back. Now they in that game against the Hurricanes, they had huge amounts of territory and possession. Yeah, I, but they looked like they weren't quite sharp. They weren't razor sharp. Two, think, two blue, two tri- yeah. like guaranteed tries over the line. They dropped. Yeah, I think you boys have both missed the key matchup. Actually, uh, not to be too condescending to you, but <laughs> on the one hand, <laughs> the Hurricanes take off all their tape and put it in the bin. But last week, <laughs> uh, the Lions cleaned up all uh, all of their pitch side area. I mean, <laughs> the question has to be asked: When will this stop? I mean, will they mow the grass after after playing? Uh, maybe yeah, we see it with a fork and just yeah. yeah. Uh, the front rows have to go around the fork and flatten the. We're going to have some ridiculous arms race when it's like who can do the most stadium maintenance in the space of well, eighty they'll be, minutes. They'll be serving pies and pints before before the game. Oh, during the, during, during the, game. the game during the game. I mean. Yeah. If you're a substitute, there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing these things. Exactly. Um, my my uh, biggest concern of that is like, there'll be hundreds of people losing their jobs. <laughs> Grounds, groundsmen, yeah, bar right. staff. Yeah. In fact, this is this is cleaners. just money saving dressed yeah. up as culture. Well, no, exactly. There's actually something more serious going on here. I mean, if you're a minimum wage worker and you found your calling in life to sweep stairs, then all of a sudden some super motivated 
uh, mega athlete com- comes about, <laughs> he can sweep so many more stairs than you. And because he's doing it for the good of the culture, he's not even getting paid. Yeah. You, not only you, you and four of your mates are done. Yeah. It's, it's dri- over. It's driving driving down wages. I mean, this it's a it's a bigger controversy than uh, should we should we stay in or have left the European Union. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it needs to be sorted. Uh, what there's one lovely story came out Elton Yanchis, you see his post-match press conference. With, I saw him not with, really saying much, but the South African broadcaster, he was just he was choked up cuz you, you know about his dad, what was it uh, yeah, 18 months ago or No idea. A couple of years ago his dad died from a bee sting. What? Um and, uh, oh, a bee sting! Yeah, Sorry. no, no, not a bee sting! <laughs> oh God, no, no, no! He what, wasn't what, an extreme by... fitness session. No. <laughs> oh God, no! A bee bzz, sting <laughs> K- killed his dad tragically. But so he was he was really choked up and emotional because um, uh, he's sort of been very open about talking about how how big an influence his dad had. So. These, this this battle of these two tens, Bowden Barrett wanting that tens shirt for New Zealand, and and Elton Yanchies with with these really amazing with this amazing story and backdrop. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think I just think it's going to come down to those two tens. I don't, who know? I simply don't know. I simply don't know. It's going to be a fascinating game. I've got a question for you. Post game, they're going to be immediately turning their attention to the rugby championship. I've looked at the Lions squad. Every one of them is South African. Why do you not just pick a South Africa team out of the Lions? With a few others. No, just, 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 just the Lions. Lions. Just simply from the Lions. Uh, it's interesting that. It was, again, it was about football, so I won't go on about it, but I was at a, there was a bunch of people over at a friend's house last night, and a couple of them were talking about England and whatnot, and they said they would, and they, they said it completely straight face. They said they'd pick an England team out of the championship because they'd, cause they'd, they'd want it more, they'd work hard, they'd, I've, they'd I've stay organised. Well, they don't really care much, do they? I mean, the England team is basically the Premier League team for people who don't have a Premier League team. Mm. So I, I get, I know what you're saying. Actually, like, just transfer that obvious e- Except, ethos and um, with, but with the big difference that the Lions are genuinely really good. They are, really and good. everybody else is really bad. It'd be difficult to drop your captain, Adrian Strauss, who is who is, who is the incumbent uh, South African just captain. Throw, just throw Malcolm Marks. Drop, um, drop. Uh, Etzebeth and drop them all, drop them all until they start until they start winning. Go for it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, Jay. When you're in charge, oh, well, well. <laughs> prediction then. Final. I'm going. I'm going. Phil's beloved Canes. Beloved, so beloved. JB, you're going Lions. I'm going Lions. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, we're going to we're going to have some bacon sandwiches. Watch that game and then pod straight afterwards next week. Yep. Yeah. Um, let me jump to some of the, the headlines that have been making the news this week and some of the transfers and stuff. So there's a lot more talk on going from South Africa to a, a South African, one of, the, one of the best players they've got, Willie LaRue. Again, apparently that, that move to Wasps is going ahead. It's being reported this morning as he's not in the plans for South Africa for the Rugby Championship. Is that right? Well, I know, oh. I know this but is right. But Bath are also interested I, I, in trying I, to steal a march on it. I know this is right because I text the FIS and he says it's an exceptional source and it's done. Yeah, what to wasps? To wasps to or wasps. to bath? Yeah. So again, what the hell is wasp backline going to be? The, so it's going to be Larue at fullback, Beal at <coughs> twelve, and Eastman is just like a, a squad yeah. member. I'd love to know how long Eastman, Eastman's deal is. If it's one year deal, one year deal. Is yeah. It? Well, I, no, I don't actually know. Do they? Do, uh, is there any chance they see more in Eastman as a potential like utility back that you can play in several positions? Not or? really, because no. he's never really done that. I mean, he's been a solid 12. For, I, I think what Wasps are looking for 
is the flakiest, smallest backline that they can get, really. Because that's where they're going. There's no heft. Uh, and by the way, if you're if you are Bath now, there's only one name that you go after. Rohan Janzi von Rendsburg <laughs> yeah. for that 12 shirt. That's it. You, you, you search starts there, it well, finishes there, and you pay him whatever he wants. Well, they've yeah. been linked again to... Maxime Mermoz, who has got another year to run on his Toulon deal. At uh, 40% of his pay. At uh, 40% of his pay. Apparently. That's yeah. where he and wants to go. Boujelad has turned down um, the opportunity for him to go. I think Bordeaux, Bagel were w- wanting him, but he said he's not letting him go to another top 14 club. But the word is that he is going to be allowed to be released from his contract if he goes abroad. So Maxime Mermoz probably is going to be wearing that 12 shirt for Bath. Uh, well, just one thing. Journalists... Right. Stop using the phrase cunning plan in relation to Todd Blackadder. That's all that anyone's done this week. They've gone, ah, yes. Bath have cunning plan to bring Mermoz. <laughs> I honestly didn't Blackadder's put two cunning and, plan. two and two together, but you now I do. I like it. Yeah, there's only so many times. Come who, on. who looks better with grey hair? Blackadder or Tom May? Ooh. Ooh, Blackadder looks damn good. He does, it does look. look. He does look. Because it's consistent too. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other headlines. Jared Hain to Toulon. Oh, really? Yeah. Is this is this is that, true? Yes, it's, oh. it looks like it's going to happen. It probably well, it hasn't been confirmed, but it's there's strong rumours that saying he's going to go to Toulon. Because obviously he's going to come out and say now it's always been my dream to play for Toulon. Like you said, it's always <laughs> been my dream to play NFL. NFL. Always been my dream to play for Fiji. Always been my dream to play Super Rugby. Yeah. Did you see? Did either of you read the statement from the Waratahs? Because the Waratahs were looking at him. He was basically offered his services to the Waratahs. Yeah. And they said. Uh, we think that with uh, 10 current Wallabies plus Israel Falau, we've got enough star co- star power in our team and we don't need... Um, plus Israel Falau? Well, 10, oh, 10, 10 current Wallabies including Israel uh, Falau. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes They're sense. referring to the Wallabies as a whole and then Israel Falau is a is, like, is better. separate, yeah, separate star Wallaby. power. Yeah. It's like having 12 Wallaby. internationals and a British and Irish Lion. Yeah. That sort of thing. He's yeah. like a Wallaby plus, isn't he? Well... It's weird because the coffee chat that they had, um, Teo and whoever it was, the bigwigs of Waratahs, was a private coffee chat until a journalist showed up and started snapping. So the conspiracy theories among us mates might say he did that in order to get a bigger offer from a, another suitor. Ah. Well, he did say it was always been his dream to play Super Rugby. So <laughs> maybe, Is that right? He's got a lot of dreams. Yeah, It's always been his dream to... Uh, Go and play 86 games a year in the top 14. <laughs> right, let me, let me rattle through some other stories then. Yeah, so, Sale having signed Josh Charnley from Wigan are thought to be after Ryan Hall, the giant winger from Leeds. Oh, oh no. I know, I, I, no, I, I think, no, I think no, that'll be no, a bad move, That can't happen. That, I mean, um, uh, they've signed Byron McGuigan, obviously, the yeah. fullback. Fullback from Exeter. From Exeter Chiefs. How, let me just revisit um, Ryan Hall a second. By all accounts, very nice guy, very good for Leeds Rhinos, and all of Leeds Rhinos are trying their hardest to get out of Leeds Rhinos. So expect a lot of Leeds Rhinos guys to go to the Premiership or the Championship. There's going to be loads of movement there. Ryan Hall is an out-and-out league winger. Yes. He would not cut it in, in the Premiership, not even close. It, it would be like Leslie Vinicolo. He's all, nowhere all... near as good as Leslie Vinicolo for, oh, for, for, for Union. Well, he's very very similar in terms of Leslie Vanicol in league. I don't know. He, he's just he's just a big, big direct run. runner yeah. who gets the ball ten yards out yeah. and will hit it at pace mm. and finish and won't won't do much else other than that. 
He'll make yeah. some hard yards in midfield and he'll crash over the tries in the corner. I think if they sign him, it's a terrible, terrible signing. So don't do it at sale. Mm. Um, Minty, Nick, Ev- Nick, um, say Nick Evans. Uh, Nick Easter retired, obviously, but uh, Naupu is moving to him at the number eight, former Connacht number eight, going to Quinns. Yeah, uh, apparently, apparently this is quite a big deal for Harlequins. Uh, I was chatting to Joe Marler on the Rugby Dungeon this week, and basically he said that last year Harlequins didn't really care about defence. In fact, it was more about winning the Harlequins way than it was bothering show, show, showing up about defence. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see if, if he can do anything with it. Because mm. he's come back... Well, I think he's been coaching Wimbledon. He was... Uh, Easter, yeah. Easter was. Well, the Easter thing, I mean, it's not it's not entirely surprising um, because he's 37 and he's a very good career and he's slowing down a little bit and all that. But we had a message on Facebook from Matt Matthewman, strange name. Brilliant name. Ma- Matt Matthewman, um, who's as a Quinns fan, and he said he's very annoyed because of the timing of it. So you're partway through pre-season. There's other premiership teams who earlier on in in this year, this calendar year, made huge number eight signings like Falatau, like Pickamoles, who if Harlequins had known, presumably they would have had the budget and the capability to have attracted one of those two stars. Uh, yeah. Do you not but... think they pro- do you not think it might have been a case that they kind of were like, oh God, just oh, don't don't say it yet, don't say it yet. Well, or mate, can you do it? Maybe not. I but don't no, I don't think it is that at no. all because um Nick Easter was Nick Easter was coach, was due to coach well, yeah. Like since I've since the end of the season, I've always yeah. kn- knew, yeah. known that he's going to be a Harlequins coach. Yeah. So it's not like he's just hung up his boots yeah, in preseason. Right. This, yeah. They just haven't announced it. And it's the su- succession planning because Naupu. Now we we watched a bit of Connacht last season, and it was all, always Mo- uh, Muldoon, John Muldoon at eight. So mm. I, I can't remember seeing this guy. Um, no, so he, he's not. So he wasn't Connacht's first choice number eight. So it's not like they've got ex England international. Uh, Ex club stalwart who's brilliant and replace him like for like. You've got almost. I don't think it's. I don't think there's any reason to worry. They've got Rob Shaw. They've got Cliff, Clifford who will play eight, and they've got. I want to say Hopper. Is that, was that the? I was no. getting mixed up. You're Wallace. Wallace. Yeah, Wallace and Hopper. Sorry, uh, Wallace. So there's a pretty nice back back three. Uh, Clifford's played eight for England. Don't worry about it. You're yeah, fine. maybe maybe it is because they've probably they've... got a. A phalanx of young kids ready to come through as well. Yeah, maybe it is because they well, really highly rate Clifford. One young back row player that's uh, attracting a lot of attention, bearing in mind how few out-and-out sevens there are that are English. Um, Leicester's under-20s, England under-20 open side flanker, Will Evans, is mm. or is, is wanted by Bath, by Northampton, um, and by other teams. Maybe, yeah, I can't... I, there was other teams linked, and they're all... They're all Basically, just waiting. Um, so obviously, Leicester are, are trying to tie up that deal. But never heard we'll of him. He, he played very well in, for the under twenties in the World oh, Cup. Yeah, and he looks like a proper seven. So, be interesting to see if he makes a breakthrough in the Premiership this season. USA, uh, following on from last week, USA Rugby official have gone and said, "Yeah, we'd be we'd be interested in having a Pro Twelve team on the East Coast, mm. so Boston or New, New York." Yeah, it makes this makes no sense to me. I, I don't. The more I think about it, the more I don't like it. TV deals, TV deals. Yeah. But why, I know I said it before. I'm gonna say it again. Why not a team in Germany? Why? Uh, it makes so much more sense. You've got a bigger TV playing money. pool. But the TV deal, TV deal in Germany would be, be substantial. You've got like 80 million people who are very wealthy. 
if anyone's interested. Uh, well, they don't have a direct a direct competitor. There's no NFL. Uh, there's no rugby league. There's no nothing. No, they do winter sports and handball and stuff like that. Hmm. Well, ha- ha- European league handball and ice but hockey you've got and that think, kind of stuff. You, like... they're, they're big in... You go to Scandinavia and you go to Germany yeah. and did, Russia did you and places do, like do ice hockey? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do they? Yeah. Um, another story. Dean Ryan, head of international player development. We now know what uh, Big Dean is up to. The, the public sector. Well done, Dean. Yeah. Well done for giving <laughs> up on rugby. He's, he is like a he is like a um, a policeman out of a movie. Who's who's now you know he's he's, he's not on he's not in a partner going out as a detective anymore. He's got an office job. He's got a, he's got a behind a desk, handing in his gun and badge. Yeah. He's got a Ryan, desk job. <laughs> Ryan, you'll be doing traffic. <laughs> um, right. So what we're going to expect from Dean Ryan is lots of stuff about how he's assembled the most talented kids in the country, and lo and behold, they're very good at rugby. And he'll have done nothing towards it other than got them into a group and made them play touch for a little while. It's a pointless job, pointless role. They shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you really think, though, Jay? Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. Cool. So we've still got to talk about Stash Watch. We've still got to talk about our two teams. Um, I just want to ask you this one question, though, because you've you've seen all the and I haven't prepped you or told you that I'm going to ask you this. I just want to see what you think. You've seen Haskell on Instagram and on Twitter and everything, all the videos he's doing with Owen Farrell. Best mates. Best mates. Joking around about their best mates. If you could have a rugby player as a best mate, um, who would you go with? Haskell's already taken by Owen Farrell, so you can't have Hask. (laughs) Although I think for me, he'd be way down the list because you'd have a camera in your face every couple of minutes. That would just get annoying, wouldn't it? Oh, I know. I know who I'd want to be my best mate. Yeah, who? Jack Berger. Jack Berger. Go hunting and fishing oh, every, every week. Watch, watch some rugby. Yeah. He'd come around for barbecue. Oh, that's a, um, good, that's a good shout. Is anyone... I was thinking Matt Dunning before he lost the 40 kgs. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's been really good. But no, I thought David Pocock. Because he, 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 he's the sort of guy, right? If you, if you want a best mate, okay, someone really dependable. No! You David could... Pocock's a terrible idea. <laughs> no, no, you can imagine him. You can Coming imagine into him. your house and looking at your TV go... That's unsustainable plastic. No. <laughs> it's saying when you chair, oh, real yeah, leather. If you're moving house, sneering at if you. If you're moving you're house, Pocock would do. Would, you can imagine doing that. If if like you were, if you had to be out of town, right, and your your wife and your daughter JB or your your wife to be Phil were, were were kind of lonely, and you wanted someone, a best mate that you you knew would check in and check they're all right, but not do anything dodgy. How do you know this? <laughs> Pocock would. He's, no, he's too no, nice. no, he's too no. Nice all to of this, like no. all of this liberal social justice stuff, which he's into, is exactly for that reason. It's kind of virtue signaling <laughs> to get women. <laughs> oh, don't worry about me. I'm no threat. Comes around your house when you're not here. Yeah, that's exactly what Pocock would do. <laughs> Shout Brits would be another good one. Uh, uh, yeah, tell you what, David Flatman, uh, one of the nicest guys that sit. Well, that I've spoken to, and seems to have best mates around Bath. So he seems to have more f- uh, room for at least one or two more. Yeah, and I've I've worked with the guy, and he's he's, he's awesome, he's a thoroughly nice thigh slapping, good chap. And he cooks a lot of meat. Yeah, he's he, well, he, he uh, rears pigs, mm-hmm. and um, and he was t- yeah, and he yeah. I can't yeah, believe it. Good guy. Pocock, that's an awful idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so keen on Pocock. He just lecture you all day. I'd either go for he's too good a wingman as well. You'd look like the uh, you'd look like the. That sort of reject stood next yeah. to him if you're it, out of the bar. Like, it'd be like um, the box set version of a twin. <laughs> <laughs> Philip. Um, well, I'd, I'd quite like Tommy Bow, but for the, oh, point, great for the point you just made, I don't really church, want to be standing... Church every Sunday? I don't really want to be standing in, in a bar next to, next to Tommy Bow. I don't want to be Danny DeVito in that twins uh, analogy. <laughs> uh, I'd also, I'd love to hang out a bit more with um, Tom Brady. 
Tom yeah, Brady. Tom Brady's ace. Very, very good. I'd like to go out on the piss with Tom Brady. Yep. Very good fun, lad. In fact, most of the sale lads are, to be most, fair. Most rugby, most most rugby, rugby lads players are just are good, good lads. Uh, Telling you, um, a lot of good banter. Jonathan Mills. Mills 8. Mm. Yeah, I, I, when I used to do the uh, announcing at sale, I'd stand right near the dugout and he was always chops in. He always had yeah. some funny comments to make. Um, someone who had some good banter this week was Brian O'Driscoll. Uh, so Connor Murray tweeted out because there's a new Munster shirt that we we talked about, which wasn't I don't like it. That it's much. average, anyway, isn't it? Yeah, C minus. Anyway, Connor Murray tweeted out saying, "Tell us your favourite Munster rugby moment to win a new away Munster jersey signed by <laughs> I can Nick." Only best of luck. This is going. Brian O'Driscoll tweeted and said, <laughs> "Croke Park 09 <laughs> which was a Leinster. If you don't, don't remember when Leinster beat Munster in the Heineken Cup semi final, he was asking a, for by that. a large margin. <laughs> Um, and then every every uh, Munster fan who sort of replied with some sort of quit back, Brian O'Driscoll just replied with three stars, which refers to the three <laughs> stars go. on the Leinster jersey versus yeah. Munster's two to signify the number of cups they've won. So that was quite a good chat this week from Bod. Good lad, um, Bod. Uh, right. Well, do, you want, well, do you want to mention a couple of other shirts? Oh, well, if we mention after yeah, we've mentioned the Munster, we've we've seen a new Leicester Tigers. A home and away jersey. We've seen a new Northampton home and away jersey and a new Worcester. Worcester home and away jersey. Let's talk about the good. Leicester Tigers. Leicester Tigers home. Return home. Return to form. I'm, I'm going to applaud very, as well. Very well nice. Bravo. Well After that Bravo. fiasco last year, I thought Cougar were incapable of making a proper They're incompetent. Kit. They were just simply incompetent. But they've proved both of us wrong and it's lovely. I don't know how one company can have such a big... How can it be such a big transition, a big contrast? It was just the worst kits, maybe. That and Wasp's kit this year are the two worst kits I think I've ever seen, ever. Um, uh, no, that that um, that Gloucester kit is god-awful. Oh, the, the one with the stripes downwards, the black and red. Yeah, there's that one. There's yeah, but that's a European kit. So you can do just the, No, just yeah. their, home, their standard red home one is awful. Standard red home one? I'm not, what, for this year? It was announced last year. I've not seen a change, so I assume it's the same one. I think they've got the, one the one enormous, the enormous Mitsubishi. Oh, yeah. well, the problem with Mitsubishi is they don't change their, their colours of their logo, and the colours of the logo happen to be the colours of everything. So it's always a white background. It's always the red thing, and it's always dark writing. Mm. And it's it's also the one that doesn't fit anyone. There you go. That's it. That one there. Oh, it's horrendous. Yeah, but that isn't... That that's one. an academy kit. That's the oh, academy that's, and well, European that's right, kit. That's the academy kit. There's like that, that's or, what... Rather or than, that one, or any of, the, any of those. Rather than Wasps having an amazing academy kit, we were saying that that works as a motivation yeah. to yeah, make, yeah, you, to make you want to get out of the to academy. I'm not wearing that. I'm not wearing it. We'll play better. <laughs> um, the I'm, Wasp- by the way, I'm still angry about Wasps. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I, I, yeah. It looks like freshly painted tarmac is, is, is my new description of what <laughs> that was. It's just horrendous, isn't like. it? It's just horrendous. Uh, it's really simple. If you are a club with a rich and storied history, go on the internet and see what you're wearing 20 to 30 years ago. Uh, Worcester... Are we, should we talk well, about that's, that's what Leicester did, by the way. And by the way, I think that one part the shirt's great, but one part that's changed this year, which I think makes a massive difference, white shorts look so mm. much better than the dark green shorts. Oh, I don't know. It do does. Dark it green does. Shorts. The uh, white, white shorts look better. But I, I'm and open... For the reason you said, where, where you go, look back, look at what they used to yeah. wear. It just it looks right. Yeah, I don't mind shorts. if they go a solid block colour. It's when they just go, when they just lose their minds and do something crazy. That's, yeah, so Leicester, excellent. Oh, Leicester away. Terrible. I've not seen it. Yeah, baby sick, greeny yellow. Yeah, don't like it. Yeah, you can, uh, do you know what? But they've if, sorted out the home kit, so fine. Yeah, as long as your home kit's okay. I mean, they should do a home kit and they should do a, a white kit, and that's it. That's well, that, well, that's what Northampton have done, by the way. And Northampton have, have got rid of that that grey blue powder blue pajama. I quite yeah. like that. I really hated that kit. I hated it, and they've now got a white um, a white away jersey that's almost like an inverse of. The home jersey, it looks, it looks really good. Yeah, it was on display on Friday night in the Singer Sevens. Yeah. Oh it, yeah, it's really nice. But it cuts out, doesn't it? Halfway through, it's like a silly pattern on yeah, it. Yeah, there's an odd pattern. It's not quite full hoops. Not yeah, quite full hoops. I mean, it's pretty easy to do. Just full hoops, and you'll be fine. I'd like to see uh, Northampton play in studded church shoes as well. That's the other thing which uh, <laughs> quite, I'm quite confident yeah. might happen in the next. Well, let's few talk months. about Worcester then, as you wanted. Worcester, it's like again. An average, I th- I'd say an average home kit, a dreadful away kit. The home, the home kit, when you consider it's oh. Under Armour and some of the the abhorrent things like, that they've done in the past, like Wales, uh, yeah, like Wales, like uh, wasps, um, like the Claremont cam- green and oh. blue camouflage. What? Why would you need green and blue camouflage? Yeah, unless you were going to hide in a ball pit. Or, well, I guess if you're going to hide in Claremont's ground, maybe, maybe. Uh, anyway, uh, well, so the home kit is a solid. Yeah, C plus. Would you say? Yeah, maybe a B minus. Maybe a B minus. Yeah, uh, it's not a bad kit at all. It's not actually. bad. Yeah, it's, it's a little it's bright. It's not great. It's not bad. It, it's not offensive. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what they need to source out though, is Anglo-Saxon warrior charging towards you. That's obviously a recent thing, dreamt up by a uh, department somewhere, some marketing. Department oh, in a somewhere. focus group marketing room. Yeah. <laughs> now they used to have the. The badge with multiple scrotums on. Do you, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think they're scrotums, is that right? I'm pretty sure they're scrotums, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is much better. So a shield, and I think actually it's pairs because it's perioid. And it's to do with the scrotum that the name Six Ways. Um... Exactly, yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> okay. But bring back the shield and the pairs. There you go. Bring back traditional club badges. Was. We're getting there slowly. I feel we're making making an impact. Can, can I make? Can I make? We. I think we are making a little impact. Can I also say uh, the one downside with Leicester Tigers home jersey is is not an embroidered badge. I do like a proper embroidered badge. Oh, is it like just iron being part of the print? No, it's just part of the like fabric. It's within yeah. the fabric. Yeah, I, I like a stitched on badge too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, do you know what the England one is quite good? Yeah, three D. Three D. Yeah, it's yeah. like a three yeah. D. 
That is nice. It's really nice detail, that, actually. Yeah, detailing's important, but make it classy. Yeah. Then the, the Worcester Warriors away kit. The, so I've seen a couple of mock-ups. Um, it's, it's like yellow with kind of scales. I guess it's chain, supposed to be chain mail. But there's a couple of mock-ups. Uh, one to make it look like a pineapple. <laughs> and one... The by, mermaid one is exceptional. Yeah, by, again, complete toffee on Twitter. He's done a uh, Worcester Warriors Finding Teo <laughs> mer, Merman Mermaid kit. That's amazing. Which is brilliant. Yeah, I've said this before. I mean, if you want to wear chainmail, I've got nothing against you doing that. But it has to be genuine. Yeah. The genuine stuff. You've yeah. got to actually wear chainmail. Metal chainmail. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the RPA would have something to say about that. <laughs> well, I've got a quick quiz, uh, which we, this is very quick. Let's, let's okay. get it on to Go, let's do it. So uh, I have got some shirt sponsors, and you have to guess the team from the shirt sponsor. Okay. So we, uh, we could just do one at a time, and if you write let's it down... Let's just call it out. Should we just shout it out? Do you want to shout out? What, yeah. first one to shout out the answer? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Go All for right. that. Okay, cool. So the uh, first one is in from Super Rugby. Oh, no. St. George. Reds. Correct, ah. Philip. I don't know what St. George is or do. Or is it oh, dragon slayers, mate. If you've got like an infestation of dragons <laughs> in, in your attic, something like that, you get them round. I don't know. All right, 1-0 to Phil, and we'll stay in Super Rugby. DHL. Stormers. Ah. Correct. 2-0. Two, two and the final one from Super Rugby, NIB. Um, Waratahs? No. Where Stadium? You can't answer anymore. Damn it. Philip, you have one guess. NIB. Blues? It is the Blues. Yes! He's got his streak to a 3-0 win at the moment. Oh dear. Right, let's move to the top 14. Ooh. Ooh this will be tough. Okay. Peugeot. Uh, Toulouse. Correct. Oh, good. Jordan Beardmore, 3-1. Okay. Mutuel de Soleil. Who? Mutuel de Soleil. I said Marcel Desailly. Um, Bordeaux. Incorrect. Um, um, get off your phone, Phil. Uh, I'm gonna say it's Racing. It is not Racing. It is Toulon. Is it? Oh, wow, that's Volkswagen. Uh, yeah, it used to be Volkswagen, didn't it? Unless I've got that wrong. No, no, I think yeah. I think that was a few years ago. And a final one. So it's three-one still to Phil. And final one from the top fourteen: Natixis. Who? Na- Natixis. Uh, that is Racing. It is Racing. Uh, well done. It's three two. Right, we've got JB coming back. It's exposing some weaknesses and strengths in there yeah. in your rugby watching. Right, so now we come to the United Kingdom and Ireland. Mm-hmm. So the UK and Ireland all together. Mazda. Uh, correct. Correct. Oh, three three. Okay. Fairstone. 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 I'm going to say Munster. No, it's not Incorrect. Munster. That's Bank of Ireland. Um, oh, is it? I wouldn't have got, got that either. Uh, Nothing out there, man. Leinster or Bank of Ireland. Fairstone is... I'm going to... fast. Ah, this is so difficult. This is uh, Celtic League, yeah? Oh, it's yeah. United Kingdom and Ireland. Oh, for God's sakes. Could be the Viva Premiership or the Pro 12. Uh, need an answer, need to push for come an on, Jay. Uh, it's three, three minutes, so I can't give you all day. Come on. Oh, I don't know. I um, Just have a guess. Say, say a team. I'm gonna say then. Come on. Uh, Glasgow. Uh, no, it's incorrect. It's Newcastle. 
Yeah. Falcons. So then this is the decider. Three this on is, three this all. is my final actually no I've got I've got Yeah, we're on three all. Yeah, three, three all. all. Uh three all. Airbus group. Cardiff. Damn it. Correct, Philip yes. Hagen. Winner. Four three. <laughs> well played. Yes. Good work. I might do an international one of that. Oh, mind you, there's your, not so many teams. Your hatred of Welsh teams, Jake, foils you once again. Bitten by my own snake. <laughs> An- another Dave Damashak quote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, where are we at? We've got um, two teams to put under the microscope. We do. Uh, we'll be. We'll, we'll move on and we'll have a look at uh, some, some of our Irish, Scottish, Welsh fans are questioning whether we'll do the same thing with. You may as well. It's got, se- got seven weeks till kick off. <laughs> <so. laughs> Um, so yeah, we're going to put another couple of teams under the microscope, have a look at their ins, their outs, where we, what we think that we the season ho- holds for them, and who we're we looking at this week, Philip. So after last week's two of the most uh, tumultuous teams in Leicester and Bath, we've got two kind of, I don't know, a bit more consistent teams in Northampton and Gloucester. So neither have lost a huge number of players. Um, Northampton, you'd say the biggest blow. Is losing photo Ali. Um, if you ex- obviously exclude Corby Sierra, who kind of left part way through last season, um, photo Ali is a loss. Quiet. But they've, they've brought in Nick Groom from the Stormers, mm-hmm. who's a talented young scrum half. Um, the rest of them, the rest of their losses feel fairly small. Uh, Fisher's gone to Bristol. Uh, Patrick Howard, the South African, gone to the Dragons. Uh, a couple of young lads have gone as well. The guys they brought in, so Nick Groom, uh, they, they brought in Charlie Clare from Bedford Blues, Campisi Marafu, the other Marafu, mm-hmm. and then the big signing, one of the biggest signings, in, in, probably in Premiership history. Really? Lewis Pickamoles. It's big. Biggest signing in Premiership history. It's one, Quadzilla. One of them. To, to, to get a French player over in the... So, incumbent France number eight. Yep. Playing for one of the biggest and one of the best play, best paying clubs yep. in France, uh, at the peak of his powers. Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? We might have to do um, like top five biggest signings because you might have a point there. I, yeah, I, and it's it's the How fact old is he, that thirty-two. No, I don't. Th- I don't think he's that old. He's twenty-nine. It's huge. I'm sure he's not that. I'm sure he's older than that. Even thirty-two's no age. It is. No age Trust me, I'm thirty-two. Uh, he, he turned thirty a few months ago. It's an outstanding signing, then. Well, it's not. Is it? It is not standing signing anyway. Um, it's it's hard to say. They're fairly consistent, but they're not. I don't think they've got the quality to go up against Saracens. They, and they had, well, they had the best defense in the Aviva Premiership last year. They had a better defense than Exeter and Saracens. The one thing they lacked from previous seasons like they losing Samu Manoa yeah was massive was absolutely yeah. massive and Louis Pickamol is going to give them that that go forward and that target well yeah but what did I mean Manoa was a guy who came up the line and destroy fly halves Pickamol is a very different player so yeah he'll give them something but it won't be exactly like for like what they got from Manoa no but what what they need is the the Attacking front football, someone to bend and break Tamar the line. Harrison was was performing admir- admirably, but he was playing at, at eight for yeah. a, lot, a lot of the season. It wasn't and <laughs> there just wasn't balance in that back row. He's not as big or physical as either <coughs> Manoa or Pickamol. No, 
So will Harrison move to six? Clark or Wood at you got seven? Wood, you got Wood, Clark, yeah. Harrison. I mean, it's here's a good. Oh, we've got Gibson there as well. Yeah, yeah. Think about him. Yeah, um, a lot of strength and depth in that in that back row actually. It's because you got Sam Dix, Dickinson as well, who's a, a handy player. Yeah. Yeah, you were right about the lack of go forward because they weren't going forward much at all last year, and they tried everything to change it. They bought on the Irish lad who actually wasn't that good, Hanrahan. Yeah, JJ. Um, I don't really know what they. Do. I don't think eight is really their problem. I think it's more to do with their centres. Well, centres they've got options as well. You've got Burrell and PC, but then you've also got Malinder, who's who's coming through, and the young lad Tom Stevenson. It will be interesting to see where Malinder ends up because for the England under twenties, he played. Uh, 12 he played 10 for most of it because Theo Brophy Clues was injured yeah so he started off but at he has 12 he full back for Northampton yeah I, I think long term he's an inside centre yeah I yeah. think that's where we're going to see him to the guy. He, he's like he reminds me a bit of Will Greenwood kind of all yeah, the, the all round capable in his height and weight as well he's he's very similar to, to someone like shout. Greenwood he's got that that rugby brain and that higher level of skills without being uh, having un- unbelievable physical attributes. Like he's he's as not tall the as George North, isn't he? He's that. I think he's six five. Six five. Six, he's, yeah, he's a big lad. He, he's like like Will Greenwood. Frightening. Uh, and he's like like George George North is what six three six four, but mm. but kind of square and stocky, whereas Malinder's kind of rangy. Yeah, they 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 should be a good team, but they should have been a good team last year too, and they weren't. I'll tell you someone who would be interesting to see this year, who two seasons ago was a great signing, but then was injured last most of last season. Michael Patterson. That's a good shout. Yes, maybe. He, his performance fell off a cliff last year, didn't it? Well, I think he was, he was seen, injured for a lot of it, and then he, came, he did come back towards the end, but felt like he never really got going. I, I'm, I, I think he's a very, very good player. When we yeah. saw him at sale for oh, yeah, a, a couple of seasons, he was excellent. Oh, God, the options they've got in their pack is pretty... Impressive. Well, it's the back row. Dylan Hartley back in as and, well and back in available. Yeah. Well, they're, they're front row because you've got the Waller boys, you've got the two England tight ends in Brooks and Paul Hill, yeah. you've got the two hookers, um, Haywood and Dylan Hartley. They've got some, some real options. That that pack is all of a sudden, if everyone's fit and firing, you've got so almost. Who's a starting pack then, would you say? Uh, uh, Waller, Alec, Waller Hartley, Alex Waller. And then take your pick. Kieran Brooks or Paul Hill. A or B. Courtney Laws with Michael Patterson or Day or Day or James Craig the young English lad lad. or even they played Sam Dickinson there a a bit last year I'd say Day and Laws would be Mm. their number one but anyway and then your back row pick them all's at eight definitely Definitely. Tom Wood possibly at six with Tamina Harrison or Callum Callum Clark but you can have either Harrison or Callum Clark or Gibson coming off the bench so they should pa- be quite good. Their pack is yeah. exceptional. And very importantly, every single one of those names bar Pickamoles is English or English qualified. Mm. So without playing partic- yeah. <clears throat> without wow. playing particularly well, they they didn't miss out by a lot last year. They played they had a very poor season by their standards. Yeah. They still didn't miss out on the playoffs by a lot and they their defence was still exceptional if if they can yeah and I'm, turn their attacking fortunes around they're going to be f- pretty formidable looking at their back line as well so you've got Dixon will be the, the starting scrum half then Myler or Harahan Hanrahan sorry um, then take your pick from Burrell and Malander 
PC and Stevenson in the centres, mm. and a back th- back three, three of the four from George North, Ken PC, RC Tuala, and Ben Foden, not Tom counting Tom Collins, Tom who looked Collins, yeah. exceptional on Friday night. Yeah, um... and uh, young Englishman James Wilson. Oh yeah, of course. Is it? Is, has he got his England English yeah. cap yet? <laughs> not yet. Uh, yeah, they. I suppose the question is, can they keep up with Saracens? Because that's the only. That's what everyone's going to yeah. try and do this year. I, are you at, better than Saracens, or, or you're, or are you in that group of four teams below? The, the the real question is probably, can they get a fly half performing, or getting the team performing as a unit? And I don't think last season they did. Mm, uh, fair. We we spoke last season about their backline and despite all the talents, not looking like a cohesive unit. And I, th- I don't think having Myler and Hanrahan and not really knowing who was going to be starting and two completely different uh, types of 10 as well, I don't think that particularly helped. So if they can solve that problem, mm. I think top four for Northampton. And Instead of who? Uh, <clears throat> Saracens, Exeter, Northampton, Leicester. What Wasps? What about Bath? I don't think Wasps. What Sale? No. No? Okay. Wow, I I think Northampton are Harlequins. Go. I think Northampton are no too inconsistent when they lose players. Outstanding ha- when they've got the full complement. Yeah. So mm. I, Northampton for me top four. I think I think yes, but I just wonder how. And they're not good. Ah, there's not going to be as many Premiership games during international periods no. as well this year, which because that would that did and would affect Northampton badly. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. This league is going to be absolutely brutal. <laughs> it really yeah. is. Well, let's hop over to Gloucester. It's not going to be Gloucester's year, is it? No, next year. The next, next year. This is it, next year, yeah. definitely Gloucester's year. So who have Gloucester brought in? Uh, they brought in uh, Motu Matu from the Canes. Don't know him. Uh, Honeck from the Highlanders, prop. Tom Denton, 28-year-old lock from Leinster, who doesn't really play. Andy Simons uh, from Worcester, the centre. Um, a couple of academy lads or three academy lads including Lewis Ludlow who's meant to be a very good uh, open side flanker mm-hmm. um, so no no real names the the one semi name is Matt Scott who's coming from Edinburgh um, 30 Scottish caps to his name although I was talking to one of our friends who is a, an Edinburgh season ticket holder yeah, um, and he said he's a very very talented player um, can play as a ball player in 12 but a direct runner can pass and kick so a little bit like Billy 12 Trees the problem is he's also prodig- prodigiously injury prone so a little bit like Henry Trinder uh, right okay so, so unusual it might actually work in Gloucester's favour this because every year it's the big signing every year it's let's find the piece that we're missing in this one piece yeah John Afoa John Afoa or uh, Galatza or James who, Hook, ev- whoever it is, and it's never yeah. the piece. So actually, maybe the consistency will do them well. Mm. That's the that's me looking for silver lining here. They've lost a few players. Um, Nick Wood and Rob Cook both retired. Rob, Rob Cook, uh, I presume that's an injury retiring mm-hmm. retirement. Um, they've also lost Billy Meeks, which is quite interesting. Gone to Super Rugby, undisclosed team. Uh, Western Force is what I read. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but he wants to pursue. Um, a potential career for Australia. Mm, good luck with that. Yeah, um, interest, interesting move. I mean, he's twenty twenty five year old outside centre, um, so 
we'll, yeah. we'll see we'll see how far he so, gets. West, Western Force isn't the best team to <clears throat> propel yourself to uh, Wallaby Gold, is it? Okay, I'm going to make an argument for Gloucester. So I've always said that no big signings, but that should be okay because they don't need any more in the mix. It's on paper a fairly steady team. Yeah, it's, it's got a sprinkling of internationals. And as I've said before on other podcasts, the way to build your team is through the academy. So bringing in three academy lads, that sounds promising. Yeah. Um, that's where the good news ends, really. I, I don't, I can't really make much more of an argument after that. And they're not building on a team that finished fourth either. No. Put, uh, put, yeah. in, put in my optimistic hat on, I'm going to say that three people, or possibly four people returning from injury could have a big impact and four four players we hardly saw last year in Ben Morgan, yes, oh yeah, yeah, um, Henry Trinder. But when do we ever see him? Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to play one game and then pull his hamstring or injure his shoulder. He's like a more talented version of me, um, <laughs> less talented for less, <laughs> much much more. Um, well, we we haven't seen how good he is at quantity surveying yet. So come on, let's, let's <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah we, only talk we, about we all have here. talents, Phil. Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, and the two wingers, Charlie Sharples and, more importantly, Johnny May, who all four of those were injured for quite what, a long period. What, the consistently world-class Johnny May? I didn't say consistently world-class. The occasionally, the occasionally world-class Johnny May. <laughs> Repeatedly world-class. <laughs> um, so if you get all four of those firing, yeah. um, and you get Billy Twelve Trees passing to men rather than the touchline... That, now, that'd be something. And not... Having having Laidlaw like losing Greg Laidlaw, club captain, um, kicking sticks, very talented scrum half, losing him for such long periods last year did affect them. Here's so a question I, for you: Do you think Laidlaw is good enough? I mean, okay, if you're going to start a game tomorrow, would you rather have Laidlaw playing, providing he's not kicking, or Robson who went to Wasps? As a, as a, as a as nine, an out, not out kicking, nine. I, they're both excellent, but I'd go Robson. I go Robson. <sighs> I'd be tempted by Robson, but given his uh, international experience, I'd probably go Laidlaw. Mm, okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to really struggle. In fact, I'm going to go one further. I think they might even be contenders for the drop. Do you reckon? Yeah, I do. Mm. Well, who else is there? Newcastle. It's going to New- be Bristol, Newcastle, Newcastle, Worcester. Newcastle, Bristol, Worcester, Bristol. Worcester yeah. Bristol. I mean, those are the four that are going to... I don't think they'll that's finish. The bottom four. I, see, I, I see Gloucester finishing... Above that, above those three, I do as well. Yes, yeah, so bottom four. So ninth. Yeah, bottom four, but not, not, never real contention for the drop in my mind. I just don't know where I can't see him pick, picking up many wins. We'll see. It, it will, it will be very interesting. God, Roster fans, wait. are you angry about that? <laughs> I can't wait for the season though. Well, maybe, maybe it's going to change because we've given it the curse, probably that we're saying it's, it's not going to be their year. So it yeah, inevitably will be. So, yeah, this uh, is the year when they uh, dethrone Saracens. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon, Gloucester fans? Rugby podcast. Yeah, let's um, let's let's uh, let's cut that bit out of the pod and just save it. When I go, this is the year that they dethrone Saracens, and we all laugh when they win the <laughs> when they win the Premiership final. Let's, yeah, let's cu- make a little note of that. Let's clip that bit, please. <laughs> um, right. Well, so next week, who are we talking? We're talking final two. Mm-hmm. Sale and Mid-table. Harlequins. Sale wins. Sale who will Six finish top seven. four? Uh, uh, no, they'll challenge top top four. Do you reckon? Sale. Nah. I think Sale looking good. Ooh. I saw a Sale sign in. I was out in Dukes 92 on Thursday night for a couple of pints. Which, uh, if you're not from Manchester, it's, if you come to Manchester in the summer and it's just a hot, sunny day. Perfect. Perfect place. On the locks. A couple of, couple of nice bars. Anyway, continue, Phil. Um, 
Yeah, not to be confused with um, Duke's pub in Castle Fudd. Oh, God. Uh, no, yeah, <laughs> that would be a very different experience. Uh, so Duke's 92 in Castle Field on Thursday night, and there was a sale player in there. Big strapping boy. Ooh, not Mooge. Uh, he, he a big, strapping, uh, his a own big, big strapping boy. Big strapping boy. Alonia Luca. No, oh, no. Not, not quite that big. Not, not, that, okay. not, not that, quite that strapping. strapping. Not quite that big. Um, was Rob Webber getting to know his new city? It was. Rob Webber mm-hmm. was out for a pint with his missus. See, Webber, Aluka, that's, that's two-thirds of an enormous, enormous front row. Yeah, but Sale have had an in- enormous front row before and it didn't work very well. Well, yeah. it did. They, Tony finished. Buckley and Avian and Lewis Roberts. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't come a lot bigger than no, that. It doesn't, does it? Anyway, we'll get into Sale next I'm week. I'm looking forward to that because I'm very... You're optimistic very about optimistic Sale, optimistic about them, yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Are you not, Tim? Uh, not so much, no. Okay. Not so much. Uh, what, what else do we have on the, on the agenda? Well, Scrum Half, 17. Oh, yes, of course. Well, we're an hour, two minutes, so yeah, let's oh, do it. Cool. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, the Olympic Sevens. In fact, we've left it too long for this one, So, and the the Olympic Sevens doesn't start until after next weekend. Yep. So, next weekend's podcast will have Rob Vickerman talking Sevens and yes, his unique yes. insight. So, that will be our Olympic Sevens preview. But to build up to it, we're also going through and asking for your help in coming up with a team of a sevens team of players who play in individual positions. We've gone through the entire pack. We land at scrum halves today. So if we were going to pick a sevens team, but only from scrum halves, who would you go with? Because uh, well. you have to think, you have to think tactically about this because you need some big lads who are also you need some people that could do the. The yeah. work defensively and maybe offloading and turnovers. Well, I'll go for the guy outs. who I think is the world's best scrum half, and people don't. Uh, people think I'm mental now. Uh, Machinal from um, from Racing. Racing. He just has he's, to play. He's outstanding. If I st- starting a team tomorrow, he'd be your Le Petit General number ten. Yeah, he would be. He'd be in your seventh team of nines, controlling things. Just, just a wonderful player. Um, do you know who else? I mean, everyone, everyone raves about Aaron Smith, and as they should do, a hell of a player. But just for pure running, TJ Perinara really yeah. excites me. That's yeah. a good shout. TJ Perinara in any other country uh, would be would probably be starting nine. Except for France. Pa- except for maybe France with Machinode. If he was English, he would be the starting nine. Yep. Um... Will Genya of about five years ago? I yeah, Will Genya five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay, not now. I'm not the, sure. the, the 2011 vintage. But Reese Webb as one of your gas well, men. That's it. Like, so yeah. Reese Webb's a bigger lad as well. I think he's six two. Yeah, he could go. You've got Connor Murray. Is he that big? Yeah, he's a really? big lad. Maybe, maybe six foot. I'm not sure he's that. I think I thought he's more like five eight. But no, no he's definitely he's, six he's, something. Uh, yeah, he's I think a he squat. Might... He's, he's a squat, strong bundle of energy. So I'd, I'd want him as one of my. Yeah, one. I had him down as a hooker or a prop. Yeah, and then of course Mike Phillips. I mean, I don't know why you want Mac Phillips necessarily, but I don't feel comfortable picking a team without him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's a little bit taller, and maybe restarts and stuff. You know, you, you can you can find a need for Mike Phillips if you really want to. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, can he play prop? Is he strong enough? I don't know. I'd, I'd rather go for someone like Photo Ali as a prop. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, but restarts are important in sevens. You need those. Tall yeah, guys. that's true. We'll have him in the ten. Yeah, I'm he's in the, the squad. Just for banter. Mind you, do you know when we um, 
pick a seventh team forwards. It's like, yeah, we need to pick this forward because he plays like a back. I'm now going the other way and saying we need to pick this back because he plays like a forward. forward. (laughs) So maybe we won't go with Mike Phillips. Danny Kerr? Danny Kerr, yeah. Potentially as the scrum half. Well, what about about Robson? What about Simpson? Well, Simpson has to be in there because he's he's probably the fastest nine in the world. Matawalu? Maybe Matuwalu is the fastest nine in the world. One of those two are the fastest nine in the world. I don't think they're as fast as Webb. Oh, yeah. Maybe they are. Sim- Simpson. Do you remember that try he scored against Exeter last year? Yeah, insane, isn't it, actually? Um, yeah, Matuwalu, Simpson, definitely. Matuwalu can th- be thrown on the wing. Yes. Because so, he actually does play wing as well. He has so to Glasgow. you got TJ Perinora in, in the backs somewhere, generic back. Yeah. You've got um, Matuano on one wing, Machinode at uh, that sort of tenny position, if there is such a pivot position. Yeah, Reese Webb is the second pivot. Yep, and then, so that's your four in the back. So the actual, hell on. Sam Hidalgo Klein could be a front row scrum half. Yeah, big boy. Have you seen his quads? He's that big. I'll tell you who who has got unbelievable quads for a, a scrum half Chris Cook of Bath. Yes, he oh, does. Yeah, he does. But he's petulant. He is very the petulant. Most petulant rugby player in the Premiership. Hear me now, believe me later. So it's just looking for a picture of Sam Hidalgo Klein here. So it's just really the pack. Uh, we've got Foto Ali. Yep. Um, we haven't picked Aaron Smith. Yeah, Aaron Smith is class. Hooker. There you are. Yeah. yeah. Look, Hidalgo Klein's a big boy. He's a big boy. Got, got uh, ex- excellent quads, big old gun show going on. So there, we well. need like just one more, but I'm not one saying more prop. Be in. Yeah. So you, you do you can, want your Mike Phillips? Do you want to push Mike Phillips as the prop? Throw, well, throw in Mike, Mike Phillips. You need one back to play like a Piri Weepu. I'd go. I'd still go Mike Phillips over Piri Weepu. All right. Perfect. What, we don't need Mini Mike and Big Mike together. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, that's a good shout actually. Connor Murray. Connor Murray could go in there as a prop. Mini Mike and Big Mike. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, fine, done. If you've got another nine that we have missed, we haven't really mentioned any Super Rugby nines or anything. Um, Fafter Clerk's Fafta. too much of a loose loose yeah, cannon for is. me. Nick White a couple of years ago would have been... A, he's got good gas and good... Anyway, but no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, Gregan 10 years ago, 15 yeah. years ago. Genya 2011 vintage. Yeah. When did they win it? Reds. Was it 2011? It might have been 2011, yeah. Oh, that, that's interesting. Um, Diggers going to the Crusaders. Sorry, Digby Yuan. He's signed, oh, yeah. signed for the Crusaders. Oh, he thought he said bigger. Diggers, then. no. <laughs> <laughs> Digby. Digby. Yeah. Yuan. Yuan is going to the Crusaders. Yeah. And that's that is another interesting thing about the Todd Blackadder situation. So he inherited the most successful side in Super Rugby. But in eight years, never managed to win the title with them. And eight years having Reed, McCaw, Carter, and the only time he got to the final, either once or twice, but included it, one of those was the loss to the Reds when they when they won it. Mm. Uh, right at Rugby Podcast, if we missed the scrum half that should have been in our sevens team, and we fly halves next week. Yeah, bring it. And the Olympics. What, what is the schedule? When is the first match? No idea. Uh, it's. Shortly after the opening ceremony, it's within the first few days. Um, yes. Let's get it up. So let's. 
Do we know the the UK team? I have no idea who's playing in it. We're not going to do it. The Great Britain team's not going to do anything. Are they not? We've got, no, we've got two not. Scottish lads. No. Uh, Mark Bennett is the one you've oh, heard good, of. Good, yeah. Uh, who's a decent player, but apparently wasn't great in the. He's play, he has played sevens previously. It might have been the the Commonwealth Games. They're not um, not going to do anything. The, the, then, women, the women's side, the women's GB women's might do some. some yeah, stuff. led by Emily Scarrett, who is class. Yeah. But uh, calendar. There we go. Schedule. So rugby sevens. Uh, starts on the sixth, Saturday the sixth. Oh, okay. So it starts on the sixth, and fin- f- the gold medal match is on the eleventh. Um, and there's mm. also, yeah. So it, it's it's uh, a five day intensive thing, men's and women's. So yeah, bro. The rowing's early doors as well. So in fact, some of the real, some of the real ones I love to watch. Swimming's all really early. Swimming, rowing, and rugby is all really early. Do you know what? I really struggle to get into get into the Olympics. Wow. I just like to hear about it on on the news. Oh, medals, good. Then move on. <laughs> I will we'll watch the. Oh, that's why I love. You see, this is, this is uh, this is times when I love my job because I'm in a radio studio for four hours, and the, the other <laughs> twenty hours of a day I can just sit and watch. When do you sleep? Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I stuck up 24 hours there. Yeah, well. In between yeah. songs. Yeah. No, no. Exactly. Not in between. During, during songs. songs. During songs. During yeah, songs. not in between songs. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a maverick approach to the radio, wouldn't it? <laughs> Jeez, good work if you can get it. Uh, I still reckon it'd be better than Chris Moyles. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Uh, right. Th- oh, my God. We haven't mentioned it. So we come to the end of a podcast. Thank you so much for... Hashtag LTB Gens mm. last week. Oh my god! Yeah, we should only put this at the at very the end. end of the podcast. We we were overwhelmed by the support of the uh, the support and the and the response. Of the Where are L- we up to the LTBP <laughs> community? Where are we up to with this? Simply for the fact that um, they we, they were meant to get something in return, and I'm not entirely sure what they're going to get. I don't know what they're going to. Well, I don't know what they're getting. I, th- I think. Yeah, you're right. Actually, we should. Well, I know that. We're well. I don't want to give. I don't want to say too much in case it doesn't happen. But there are some stash companies that have got in touch with some new stuff. That is true. That, that, that is true. That we might be getting our hands on. So we could say that everyone will put the the hashtags into a hat and pull out some pull out winners. Yeah. We'll, we'll do random spot prizes for people that use the end of pod hashtag. I- so, so we make the hashtag different this week. Yes, I oh, would definitely not the same, please. I, we don't want we don't want uh, yeah, yeah. your man, Mister Genge, getting thinking we've got some something against him. So uh, I, the the response for hashtag LTB Genge, like the the total number was unbelievable. Like do you know what the total number are? Because we were we we were I think we were trending. Is that, <laughs> were, that's what the kids call it. There were there were hundreds of people tweeted us that. I couldn't believe it. I knew I knew it was uh, going to kick off or blow up on Monday morning. So the pod was only uploaded at like close to midnight on Sunday night. And I was I was up for the gym at 5:45 on the Monday morning <laughs> and there was already half a dozen Twitter notifications. And when I wake up at that time on a Monday morning there's never any notifications. So I was like what the heck? What's going on? And that, that's people in the space of midnight to five forty-five had listened, listened to, to the an full, hour and a half to the full pod. Yeah, in that window, <laughs> it, 
Incredible. So the, the early adopters, fair play. Yeah. Fair play to you. Thank you very much. So what we will do is we will, because you can search dead easily by the hashtag, we will we will collate and collect all the hashtags. And then when we have stuff stuff that we can give away, or when we have too many shirts in the rugby dungeon and we want to just get rid of a couple... We can do some spot prizes and we and we can get in touch. So we need to work out a hashtag for this week. Hashtag Gloucester's year. Hashtag Gloucester's year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no apostrophes. Gloucester's year. Yeah, no apostrophe after the s. Just Gloucester. You can you can be grammatically incorrect. Gloucester's year. Hashtag Gloucester's year, and we will know that you've listened to the entire podcast and that you're... We've got to be careful with this because people are eventually just going to start skipping to the end of the podcast if there's anything, <laughs> want, if there's anything worth a while at the end of it. Which so far, I'm, I'm glad to say that hasn't been anything worth your while. But that might change. You just have to stick with us. Yeah. Well, I think we're doing all right. Bear in mind, we've actually got very little to talk about. We've, we've managed to well, There's loads to talk going. about. There's loads well, no, to there talk is, about. There is, but we'll just wait until the... I think the nice thing is about the there being no, ch- no... Wait until there's rugby championship and... Premiership and Pro 12. I was saying, because there's no rugby, you actually get to talk about the bits about rugby which you're interested in and, you know, more natural conversation. Whereas in the season, you've got to hit all these different games and you've got to work out what's important to which people. And Well, we don't I have, like it more. We don't have to do that. We, well, maybe when the games start, we can just, we can be quicker about the games and just na- have a natter more. Mm. That's fine. Yeah. Like live brainstorming on the, uh, on the podcast here. <laughs> um, right, hashtag... Gloucester's year at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, and uh, let's check out, boys. Phil, I know you've got a lunch with your in-laws to be. Uh, uh, no, just just my my side of the family. All oh, right, my parents. Side of the yeah, nice. All right. Well, what are you doing, JB? With the rest uh, of I've got rugby dungeon to do. Oh, nice. So uh, I have got, I think Paul Morgan of Premier Premier Rugby phoning in, or I might have Ian Bolshaw. I don't know. I'm going to speak to them both. <laughs> and I'll see who can record in about three seconds. What's All your, right. What's your afternoon like, Tim? Uh, I've got. I'm on my own today. It's, it's blissful. The, I, I, the the missus and the kids have gone to Hebden Bridge with uh, my in-laws. Yeah, oh, very nice. So very I'm, nice. I'm heading back down to London for work tomorrow, so I've got nothing to do. This by the, by the way, how are you wearing? Not only trousers. Me and Jay are in shorts and t-shirt. Yeah, you're, you're right. In, I am. You're in trousers and a cagoule. It's a very yeah, thin. The, piece. I am rather hot. The dungeon gets very very warm. It does. It's very all heated in here. All this insulation. Interesting film and all this red hot banter flying around. <laughs> <laughs> right on that on that note, uh, we're out. Nice one, Phil. Thank you, Tim. In a bit, JB. Bye bye. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S. based restoration specialist on your team. You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.